So I just got like a fucking verbal beatdown from you about how I use the mic. I've been in show business for 25 years. That's weird. It doesn't show. (laughs) It's great how you can take your 25 years and act like it never happened. You, you, the way you do this podcast is I talk to the mic and you you turn around and talk to the wall. Uh, I happen to be in the wall. I'm in the recording industry. Barely. Uh, I make music. I would say, I would say there's a reason your band does not have vocals, and that's because that's because you scream at the floor. Sometimes you want to put a mic far away from an amplifier. That's what I'm saying. It's a tone. What I'm trying to do is. You're doing some sort of modern, uh-huh. I don't yeah. know, you're doing like a Tame Impala record, and I'm doing like a lo-fi put away from the, like, my, I'm like a pavement record come it's, to life. Well, it's like doing a podcast with a lobotomized ape. <laughs> you walk in the room! Back. We're back. Do we have any we, announcements? Do we have any? Yeah. Do we have any? Uh, I mean, we're, we have a we have an upcoming live show on September 28th at the Improv, which it's two shows. First, it's the podcast, a live podcast, followed by stand-up. Right. Uh, which will be Greg headlining, and then he's gonna give me like five minutes or something. Uh, we'll see. If that. Do you need that much time? I listen to. I can boil. I can boil shame chamber down to a word. Ready? Great, baby. And then that's it. It's just, what does it's that just mean? about a baby. The it's not your fucking baby. moron. It's about a baby. I feel like people don't like you. <laughs> I think that's true. I don't think that's true. It might just be my feeling. Yeah, it is. About how I, feel <laughs> I, think like I think that's a, a, 100%. people. We have a guest on today who is a who's a fan. I think um, full fan. You you listen? Fan, fanatic. Really? You listen? Like to this? fanatic. I didn't know you were a listener. Listener, um, one time listener, long time <laughs> long time fan. Long time <laughs> fan. Yeah. The only, the only time I I met you was at the Portland Portland, uh, the theater Com- up there. Bridgetown Festival. Bridgetown, Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Festival. In and April. And I I was Was I like, the only one of us that had a good time? Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was Our like Our guest is Go ahead. Joe Sib. Okay. Hi. Do you want to say who he is? For He's a fucking who? lot of things. I mean, if you're a punk yeah, if you're what? an old punk, then he was in the band Wax. He fronted the band Wax, and he was in which people may, which people if people really want to connect with that's that was the classic video of the guy slowly walking down the street on fire, running up right, yeah, running right, right, right down there on uh, right, by running, yeah. right, right by Meltdown, right by Meltdown, right there, right across right the street from Meltdown. Uh, I wanted him to run into Meltdown. Was that yeah, Spike? Wasn't Jones? even there, Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah, that was like his first big video, right? You know, at that point, well, you know, he had already done, he had done, he had done Bunny Ho- Buddy Holly with Weezer. And I that thought was you the, said Bunny Holly. Bunny Holly been awesome. I thought you said he did the Bunny Hop. He did the Bunny Hop, which I don't even know what that is, but I like the idea that didn't air a lot. No, he had already. We Spike and I grew up. We we met in Los Angeles when I was in Wax, and we were both into skateboarding. And at that point, oh really? He was doing a lot of he was doing a lot of photography for uh, a lot of magazines. And our manager at the time uh, was close with him. And we, when you say photography, was he like taking pictures? He of was skateboarders. All or he was, was doing, or just skateboard. No, all he was doing was taking he was taking photographs of skating, and he was really involved with um, just up and coming skaters that were around. Yeah, he's really friends with he was good friends with Mark Gonzalez, uh-huh. all those skaters, a lot of the early uh, people that rode for Girl. He had a lot to do with Girl skateboards. I think. Actually, he was like one of the founders. So him wow. and I, him and I, were friendly. Is that the same as Get It Girl skateboards? Just girl. <laughs> get it, girl. Get Why it. don't you go get it, girl? Why would anybody respond to that? <laughs> I mean, tried. Just one of those things where you just let someone talk until they stop talking, and, you look, and then you go back to your conversation. <laughs> I'm in love with you. <laughs> now, when, do you guys do the podcast always together with this type of energy? Is this this is the vibe? This is, right? the, this is all. I this thought is. when I listened that it, that it maybe was like a one time thing. It's really the vibe. This, this is, is it, it the whole time. Does it ever come fist to cuffs? Like, do, could, do you guys jump on the bed together? Not and, yet. No, well, I mean not. Not to fight. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to hop on the bed. Wrestle your bro. tidy whities yeah. jumping up and down. <laughs> Wrestle hey, each other into the 69. <laughs> we do have... Yeah. We, we have pillow fights that we videotape. We just haven't put them up yet. We're, we're actually starting a, a video video blog, I guess, called uh, Pillow Fights with Bros. How much do you think we would get if we auctioned off? Like, how much would you accept in cash... To, to to have a pillow fight and film it in our tidy in our tidy whiteies like forty bucks. <laughs> I can't, we could do better than that. We get at least one hundred and twenty. I think I think if you I think if you were both in the BVDs and you were throwing down on the bed, you would get 
a few views, but if you inserted hot chick, maybe refereeing. Oh, that's, that's where that's idea. where it goes to the next level. We never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how we think. We don't even think about that. We're like, <laughs> yeah. no, nah, it'd be good enough with just me and you and our tidy whities <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's why we've done as well as we have. Do you own any tidy whities Uh, no, I own the boxer briefs. I'm a boxer um, briefs, and then I own boxers. I own a lot of pair of boxers. I like the old school. I like but to go no, boxer. No tidy white. You don't even have a pair. I don't think I do. Just in case. No, not a pair. Just I'd in have, case. I'd have to buy them. Just and I wouldn't case. even know where to get them. But just, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I don't know. In case, Four pillow in case fights. a situation comes Like a situation breaks out and you need yeah, to be in a pair yeah, of them? Yeah, someone's like, hey, get your tidy whities and get out well, of here. Well, I mean, like, that's what I'd wear for a suicide. <laughs> no doubt. Like, if I was going to do a suicide yeah, where yeah. I knew I was going to shit yeah. afterwards. Why? You know, well, because why, everybody why evacuates when they die. Question. Yeah, put, on, question put on some diapers. Question the why. Or do an enema before. That's what I've always tripped out on. Oh, that's for anal sex. Whenever... Anyone kills themselves, a lot of times they're naked. I don't know yeah, if I can yeah. off myself in the nude. Why do they do why do you think they do that? I don't know. That's a common thing. I, a lot I, of people shave, they go, they shave, they shower, boom. Yeah, there was a guy I, who lived near my grandparents when I was a oh, kid. Oh, you see that old thing, yeah, that who, old slogan, uh, shave, shower, shotgun. <laughs> there was a guy who got who put on his who sh- older guy, like sixty, put on, you know, took a shower, shaved. Put a nice suit put on, on his clone. Did his hair, put on a nice suit, walked out in the front yard and shot himself. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's one way to go. I mean, the thing but is it's about weird. that it's like is... It's the one like, time you do something right in your life and it's a suicide. Like, I'm, I've, I haven't committed to anything in my life, but I'm going to commit to this. I got up early. Cobain, I, Cobain, I got up, Cobain stayed dressed. I got up early. I shaved. I showered. Blue. I, you, do you it? remember that famous picture of Cobain? I hated that photo. I didn't want to talk I hate it. With the, and it had a Converse One. Uh, we had the Converse One stars on it. Right. It was terrible. It was a bum out. If I kill... Yeah, I hate it. I, here's, here's why I'm not in advertising. Right. I called Converse and I said you could just put... He took his to heaven. And I didn't get a letter back. I don't remember who did this, but there was a guy when we were at Cobbs, Young Comics, when Kilbane killed himself. And he walked in and he goes, check this out. And he puts down the mortician's photo of just his head, which is now just a hole. Do you want me to tell you who that was? Who? Because it wasn't a Young Comic. We were there together, Yes, we were there together. It was us at a table. Yeah. And? Was it Tom? Dana Gould. Dana, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's a fucking ghoul, is what he is. I was like, dude, why would you? I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's and anyway, that's what it's like, like listening to Dana's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the end result of it. Wow, yeah. that's terrible, man. Which, by the way, you were on and you talked about something that I was like, "How could the fuck could you not bring that to me?" I can't remember what it is now. But when you, you say the photograph, do you mean the photograph that the mortician took? Yes. Like how someone got a hold of it. Come out. When, you know, so when, when, when you when you die, no matter what, they have to try and revive you. Okay. They have to. Okay. So they put a tube into where his mouth yeah. was. Oh. Um, well, it just looked like you put a tube in some red pudding. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's wow. what it looked like. And then, uh, and then they have to take a picture to prove that they uh, tried to revive him. God, and then I, they have to put it on the internet because that's how we are as a, as a, as a, society, as a group yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. It, was, there wasn't an internet back then. It was just yes, it da- was. Dana just got a. No, there pro- wasn't. No, there wasn't. Dana, no. Dana went out. It was like ninety. That was. I was there was four, no five, internet. There was no then? internet. No, no. No, not not, right. not on the not, level not, you get a picture. Not on the level we are now. I remember I was working at. But this was after. This was a way. This was ways after. This was like. Oh, it was. This oh, was like ways yeah, after that he showed up with the, with photo. the, with the photo. Yeah, it wasn't oh. like it wasn't. In, it was. It I feel was. Like it was before I went to New York, which would be ninety-five. <sighs> but if it was Dana, I really feel like it was that New Year's Eve like where was, I was working when I was when I lost my mind and and, and started I was, crying. I would have never been there on New Year's Eve, but I feel like it was it was before Cobain killed himself. Which is well, how that's amazing the weird Dana part. Is well, that's at. also Cobain used to party that hard. <laughs> <laughs> if he I kill party, myself, he would party like he blew his own head off. If I killed myself, I would get a really thick carrot. I'd take off all my clothes and get a thick carrot, and I'd put it in my ass, and I'd just scribble a really like hasty note that said, "I can't get it out," <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd find me. Oh my God! I would just, just. I would just drown myself in a tub full of chocolate pudding. Right, wait, let me let me throw out one suicide idea that I had. Mm-hmm. Just throwing this yeah, out, there. out there. No idea is a bad idea. Let the people know. Three friends hanging out together. Yeah, okay, sure, check sure, it. Three sure. friends hanging out on the internet. Sure. Okay, check this out. Imagine this. You're staying in a room, the two of you, right? Yeah. You're staying in the room, Greg. And you're like, I'm out of here. It's a done deal, right? You get an old cassette player, right? Cassette. And you have the cassette player and you set it by the, uh, the window. And Dave walks in. Hey, man, are you ready to go? You go, no. And there's a note next to the cassette player that says, play this. You jump out the window. <laughs> Dave goes, what the fuck? You have flown out the window. He's screaming. He sees you go down. He looks, what the screaming. fuck? I'm, he looks down, says, play this. He pushes play. It's your voice going, how fucked up was that? <laughs> 
So now, all for a joke. Did it look as gnarly as it felt? There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's a good Holy one, right? Shit, that's you gotta put an R by that and register it. Because that's a great that one, a, right? Like I thought great. about, it. like if you really wanted to fuck with someone, like you're like, like you know, your wife's just up your ass. You're like, oh, really? We're on vacation. You know, now with the computer, you could you could do a little video. You could be like, you could just it's a screen that's empty, and she comes in, and you're like, oh, really? Hey, check this out, babe. Out the window, suddenly the video starts. Yeah, you fucking bitch made me do that. Check I'm that sure out. That's happened. I'm Has sure that happened? Yeah, I'm sure that's happened. That there's been somebody like uh, with a tape recorder. Let's kill himself hey, and put like a recording. Of but I want I did this because of you. And no, but I want it. I want the. I love the. I love the. It's got to start. Like a, it's the. How about this, yeah, that's bro, bro, I, bro? Did I make it? No. Did I pull did it? Make it? Did, did I pull it? Did I make it? I just put. Or this. Does it look as bad? Does it look that bad? I just say, hey girl. That's it. Just, hey girl. What if you just said Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall? Oh, that's too literal. It's is too, it? Is that yeah. too literal? Too much? Yeah. I'm glad. Plus that also, I, I, my guess is that Humpty Dumpty is, it's owned, so you'd have to pay for the rights. So Spike Jones. so you guys <laughs> yeah. are, so, okay, so here we he's, go. he's taking pictures and you guys He's are taking pictures, this. we're skating together, and we're young, and he starts doing videos for us, uh, a lot did, of skateboard did you have a? Did your band have a deal with, uh, at, like... At the, well, the reason that Spike did the video is because when we were on Caroline, he did our first video. There's this video that he did for this, this song called Hush, and he that was his first video that he did outside of skateboarding. It was yeah. in Chicago. And we were all hanging out together, and, and it was, and and that was also the night that like the whole jackass stunt thing kind of erupted because oh. we were in Chicago, we were all drinking together, and they at the bar that night um, started doing stunts where they were like lighting things on fire, and then later on that night we were going from one bar to another, and Spike and a couple of guys in wax had the smart idea that when you're going down State Street at 35 miles an hour in a cab, why don't we open the door and roll out of it in front of the bar? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, one yeah. guy made it, Spike didn't, hit his head, went to the hospital. <laughs> so while he's shooting the first music video he's ever gonna shoot, I have photos of him and I, and he has a huge bandage around his head. And we're at the shoot, and this was for the first That's video. That's a really that bad idea. Yeah, really bad idea, but yeah, they were yeah. really into stunts. They were yeah. into stunts. Um, I never got into that. Um, the drummer of Wax later on was one of the main guys, not one of the main guys, but in Jackass. And he got messed wait, up. Just Loomis. Quickly, he was in, he was in. Jackass. He's one of the Jackass guys. He's actually in the last movie, and he's the guy, uh, Loomis. He, he was the guy that, uh, that got in the movie before. Uh, he was out on the ice with the Russian hockey team player, oh, and the yeah. guy just plowed him into the walls. That was reconstructive surgery for his entire face, what? basically. Really? Then he came back to do another stunt where they put him behind this. And this guy, just so you know, Loomis. This is the drummer in your band. Drummer. So here, just, Loomis. Just, just, just if you want to, guy, if, Loomis if, if you pause this and you go to YouTube, get uh, just get wax on the John Stewart show, there and you get go. a look at the <laughs> whole band, because you guys had fucking. They were like. They were like they were like characters. Like you guys weren't just a punk man. Like there's the guy that's got the newsy cap on and the pants that are too yeah, short. Yeah, we definitely had it. We definitely. And I always used to say and the guy each in the guy suit. Can... One guy's like a ska guy, and then the drummer is like a fucking Rasta. Like he's got dreads in his beard and a cap and the long johns under his shorts. shorts. Yeah, and then fucking Joe's For, just is he, does he have Joe's just dread, a, his dread, white white dreadlock guy? No, or yeah, like, dreadlock he, guy? no, it's like he's a white guy with like dreads in his beard. In his beard. Beads, beads in oh, the beard. I disagree, I disagree, I disagree with that. Disagree with I'm that? Very much. I'm very. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm what very you against. I don't know how you disagree right with that. You, it, it already happened. No, but you you don't you don't like it as a yeah. But there, if if they ever invent a time machine, I travel back in time and right. I just walk up to the, him with the scissors and I just snip him. Well, then I'm not going to show you my sack because what I have down here are beads. And coins, my balls. No one's listening. To you. My balls look like Keith Richards' head. Like I've done my balls. There's a bandana around him, and then I hang dangly shit. I jingle when I walk. I mean, I yeah. jingle. Oh, go ahead, keep I going. jingle when no, I walk. No, it's all yours. This, the floor is yours. <laughs> if I split and come back, when would that be? Plus, I don't think you can ever clean off enough, so it doesn't matter. Okay, like you can never get clean enough. Got it. And my balls smell like Marin. The television show. <laughs> Or the guy. The guy. Okay. Not the show. I mean, that's upsetting, and now people are going to tweet that, and now it's going to be a war. Uh, I hear about it in the writers' room. It'll probably help us with our numbers. Uh, nothing will help us with our numbers. <laughs> not even Sib. No, he no. might. Yeah, he I might. Think he no, will. no, no. I think no. He will. Do you have a podcast? I have a podcast. But he's got a really killer radio show called Complete Control Radio. It's the best punk rock radio show ever. It's, it's so fucking good. You, it's on it, Sunday nights. It's, it's syndicated. Do you do you do uh, do you have bands come in and play, or is it we just do, you know we do we've done a lot of acoustic stuff. A lot of times, you know what the the, the show like started out as 
similar to this, just in a room playing music and getting as, you know, trying to play as many songs as I could in two hours. Yeah. And then started getting more and more guests in there. And, you know, we're starting our 10th year. And uh, wow. we're on in L.A. on 98.7 every yeah. Sunday night. And then and then the show's on in Denver. It's on in Portland. It's on in Austin. And uh, It's good, though. Like, it, like, it, it's like fun even to if do. You, even, if you're not like a, even if you're not like a hardcore yeah. punk rock fan, like the way the, way the mix is, it's wildly entertaining. They yeah. play, it's fucking cross yeah, the board, it's it, great. As much as it's like... Old punk, new punk, but you, like... Are you friends with Jonah Ray at all? I love Jonah Ray. Yeah, you guys seem like you guys would Jonah Ray, I actually, lot. actually, uh, Jonah uh, came on the show a while ago, and, um, you know, uh, him and I have a lot of mutual friends in common, and yeah. just, he used to work at a record store that I knew the owners at, Benway bought records out in Venice, just... So he, he worked with them and just, yeah, a lot of, mu he's music head, man. He's turned me on to music. Just, oh, yeah. Just, and funny guy, yeah. smart, love yeah. him. Okay, so, so, so the drummer is in Jackass. He's part of Jackass crew. And what ended up happening, though, it's, it's sad, though. This is kind of sad because when we were in our band, so we're in our band and, and what ended up happening was when we made our, when, when we made our first record, Spike, we were on Caroline. Spike did our video. Yeah. The, the important part is that's his first music video. And it's an amazing video. It's, no, no, no. Rewind. The video that he did with us where he has his head. Oh, that's not an amazing video. That's oh, an okay oh. video. It's fun though. Yeah. Go and check it out. Hush, Wax. It's super fun. Because it, you get to see Spike Jones. It's his first music video. Yeah. After that, we continue on our merry world of you know being in Wax. Um, we make our second record and we get dropped. We get dropped. It's done for us. It's over. Holy like band shit. over, dude. Like yeah. talk about talk That's about what cool. I just described yeah. about jumping out the window with the player. That was the only time in my life, and it's so silly and so stupid that I even thought about it. It's the only time in my life because I was so devastated and so heartbroken that we got dropped and that our career was done. Yeah. That I thought like I'm gonna fuck. You know, you're young. You're 27. Yeah. You're like I'm gonna fucking you know kill myself. That's stupid. Um, were you guys? Were you guys? We were on our way. We had just. Were you done, on your way? Yeah, you were we were on our way. We were definitely. Yeah. And, and what made it worse? What made it worse? Well, that wouldn't have been a bad idea for you at 27. Ha! I mean, I've thought about it every year. <laughs> I mean, daily. Every year. Daily. Yeah. Yeah. It's going on right now. Actually, what we do every week with this is get together and decide whether one of us is going to do it or not. <laughs> I mean, this is the only thing keeping you and me alive. It, it, but, uh, it, the, but the thing, the thing that the thing that ended up happening was the thing that ended up happening was is uh, at that point Spike, you know, he had just he did uh, the Breeders Cannonball video. It blew up. He went from that. He did Sonic Youth. He started working with Weezer. He started working yeah. with everyone. And then all of a sudden, his his video career just blew up. And he just he was doing so many amazing things. And the thing that was awesome, because this is the bro factor. Um, we ran into each other, and and you know he he knew what was going on with the band. We'd made our he new record. He knew we had been dropped. He knew that we had been dropped. And he said to me, he goes, "Hey man, you know, if was the any, record out? The record was not out. We okay. ended up we made the Fuck, record. You got the, dropped before. It came dude, out. We got, I'll never forget how we got dropped. We got I'll, I'll, we got dropped. We got dropped a week before Thanksgiving. Which if you're you know a young kid in your band, you're yeah. flying home to see your parents, and the first question out of their mouth is, Hey, what's going on with the yeah, band, son? Yeah. Your friends, you're at the local bar. What's going on with your band? Yeah. Oh, they just dropped us, you know? Yeah. And at that point, it was a lot different. You know, it wasn't like today where you have... Now you get dropped, it. you're fucked. Yeah, everyone has an independent yeah. label. Everyone has the... Inter that's right. not going on. Yeah. This people, is don't like, even, people really don't even know if you're on a label anymore. They people don't, don't give a shit. Really? They don't care. No, the they label don't. thing's over. It's everyone... Yeah. And that's not... Over. I'm not putting it on your no, label, no, no, by the way. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. that was when it was just all gatekeepers. Yeah, the gatekeepers said no, gatekeepers. Gatekeepers said no, you were done. Right. And I'm sure I'm sure it was even the same way with comedy back then. Like, yes. if you didn't have the manager, you didn't know so-and-so with the punchline, totally. you are not performing. Completely. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Set up at the show, coffee shop, YouTube views, you're on The Tonight Show. It's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. happening. Um, Although, that's with, a, that was a bad ending. You're really, okay. Getting on to The Tonight Show. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where should we go? From? Co where do Conan, we go? Conan, probably better. Conan, okay. Letterman. Okay, yeah. Conan, Letterman. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Or right. get invited to do a festival at this or point. Or get invited to walk in the room. Or a better podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nerdist, yeah. Pete Holmes, yeah. Marin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One that hasn't started yet that'll next week trump us Sucking in some way. Uh, yeah. Blowhard uh, Theater. <laughs> Blowhard sure. Theater's good. Yeah. So, okay, so you go, but yeah, that's a bummer. Like getting dropped before any holiday is bullshit. Yeah. Just, just wait until after the fucking. That, that's almost but, like. That's almost like, hey, fuck these guys. Yeah. Were you guys being a problem? No, not at all. We were, dude, we were too cool. That was our problem. We were too. 
That like, sounds really suspicious. No, I mean, <laughs> no, that that that's that was our. Th- I you know you know the, I know the reason why. What we do you got mean dropped. too cool? What do you mean by that? No, no, I mean like no, no. I'm just saying I'm making a joke in the sense of like you know we were never we, our band wasn't a hassle. Uh, I, what our band did, we made it, this is the deal. We turned in a record. We made a record with I remember we made it with uh, uh, Paul Coldry and Sean Slade who had just produced Pablo Honey Radiohead. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it was amazing. We worked with them. They had also but they'd done that record. But we also loved the fact they were from Boston. They'd worked with the Mighty Mighty Boston's, the Lemonheads, um, all the major bands out of Boston so when we made our record with them what ended up happening is we turned in our record and you gotta remember at this point in music this is you know 94 oh, and shit. what's popular right, Smashing yeah. Pumpkins what's popular is yeah. um, Pearl Jam and as Greg mentioned we don't look like that we didn't sound like that so you know out of defense to the label which is true you know we, we didn't fit in any box like they were like these guys are playing like little punk rock fast songs yeah no it was the minutes. time when music really that was like green day hadn't happened yet it was pre-green day all that all that shit and all those guys yeah. all the but we were doing shows with all those bands but so then this is what made it this is the part that made it the hardest thing was so we get dropped right and then what happens a year later? It hits. Offspring explodes. Oh, Green God. Day explodes. Right. All, and all those bands, all those bands are like, "What's up with Wax?" You know. And we would, we were just sitting there. And this is where Spike did a solid. He said, "Look, if I could ever do anything, I mean, I'll shoot a video, anything you need to do." And I was like, "Okay." And we kept working it. We kept working it. And then we had the the miracle convergence, just good karma come our way where we were on tour we're on we're wax is on tour i put the record out myself i'm making the copies myself really we're we're we're, we're making we're literally went and yeah, made yeah, a thousand yeah. are of you them. taking we load, record stores dude, t- like, oh dude i rented a van Holy and dude. drove no, them around guy, myself yeah, yeah, i drove them really? around myself yeah. and i'm yeah. and i'm going around and i'm and i'm telling the record stores just just take them like don't even pay you're me. like the first podcast i'm there yeah <laughs> he's, he's literally like he, the thing you have to know about sib is i will not be denied in the yeah. nicest way he's not gonna be a no, dick to you good. but he will not be denied it's the like, complete opposite of i i i created a uh, a castle made out of whining <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true during the same time period yeah i was creating people yeah. you'd be like in your van selling records and i'm like check out my screams <laughs> <laughs> I fuck love, that guy i love the term castle of whinings yeah <laughs> but, wait, but you know the thing was with that, that we at that point it was all we could do and i remember we were driving around and we got this tour because i'd re- i'm like where release- are you getting the money from to to I make the I, this is this is this is crazy and Greg will like this because his dad and my dad know each other. What happened was I went back to Virgin and I said to the president of Virgin, I went in there and I I had an idea. I was gonna go down to Virgin and just write fuck you on their sure, wall. I was gonna yeah. spray paint wax and I told my dad I'm gonna fucking I, I took a road trip That's with my hilarious dad. Hilarious that you told your dad. Well no, I took a road trip to Chicago with my dad. It was one of those yeah. moments where my dad knew I was he goes, Hey, I'm moving to Chicago. Um, uh, roll out with me and I'll fly you back. Yeah. And it was a great road trip because I remember uh, uh, we were driving out from San Francisco and we hit Reno. And my dad loves, you know, he loves, you know, playing the cards and hanging out. And I remember we got there and at this point, you know, I'm, I'm about 20, I'm 24. Yeah. And it was kind of the first time that like, you know, we were, you know, I moved out when I was 18. It was the first time like, you know, I hadn't, you know, I drank beers around my dad, but we're in Vegas, I'm 24. I'm like, you know, I got some Heinekens rolling. I'm yeah. smoking, and he's like, "Wow, you really like the beers." You know, like, <laughs> and he's like, "They're free." He loved it. You know, They're free. free. Have as many as you want. And we're playing cards together. And I remember, we're, you know, it was that time where like we're in the hotel. Cut to you guys in a whorehouse. No, yeah, high yeah. five. Yeah, no, but you're it was in front of a liquor store. He's got a gun. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> My dad loves to do crazy shit. Yeah. But it was one of those moments where like you Just know, curbing guys. My whore isn't actually a girl. It's a good. Night. <laughs> it was one of those moments though where like we we definitely had that next level of father son and uh, I told him all the, I told him you know all the shit that was that I was bummed about I was like you know this label fucked me that blah 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 and then he finally he just went for like look all I know is this we've been in the car together for three days and we turn on the radio and every band that comes on the radio you either know or you've yeah. toured with or you've done something with or you know the good t- you know, so he goes Joe here's the deal it's a matter of time before you get your shot. And I was like, I was like, you don't even. Understand. I'm like, Dad, you, what are you, you talking? You already had your I'm like, Dad, what are you talking about? I'm a done deal. I'm done. And he's like, Joe, I'm telling you right now, you're not done. And I was like, I, I was convinced we were. So I ended up saying, I said, look, I got to put this record out myself. And and I we started talking about it. And he goes, and and I said, look, I'm gonna, I'm going to start a record company. And he said, really. And it was the first time I remember, like, we were really you drunk had, at this point. No, no, we were sober. We're in the you, car, with you, coffee. You, did you literally think you could do this, or were you? Well, just well you know what it talking? was. I'd, I'd grown up with putting records out, you know, forty fives yeah. and seven inches since I was a little kid in San Jose, and that was just what you did. You like, I thought everyone 
put out a seven inch. I thought everyone had a fanzine. I just grew up with kids in San Jose that were doing that in the punk rock scene. It's so, so weird. I didn't. I thought everyone just said like "fuck you" and went off into a corner. And, well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't realize that until I met people that that's generally what people do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Outside of the little world. I when grew I up met in. Dave, just just for a little, just for your edification, and I was a I was a fan. I saw him do one set, and I'm like, I love this guy. I'm gonna help him out. He was already over show business, and he'd only been <laughs> in it for about 15 minutes. I still love him. I still we, we have the same relationship we've always had. But he's he already was, over it. He's just I, already I could, like I could have edited my first set by going, "Well, this is fucking bullshit." <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to end your set. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is bullshit. I call bullshit on this. I'm out. And people will be like, is, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, the thing was, the, the, just to end that story, is that I had a conversation with my dad, and then I said, I'm going to start a record company. And I'd put together, and he said, okay, if you really are serious about doing that, let's talk. You know, I'll, I'll, I'd like to help you. And uh, three months later, I went to San Francisco, sat down with him, and I said, look, I'm going to do this. And I literally had to have a meeting with him because, you know, he was like, I'm not parting with anything until you let me know what's up. And I said, look, and I remember I, I came so you up. you had to give a business plan. The whole deal. business plan whole fucking thing and it was for five thousand dollars and at that Holy point it was like shit. it was like asking him it was like asking him at that point it, it felt like money but it was five hundred thousand it felt yeah. like five million i'd never had five thousand dollars yeah and uh we sat down and um he said look i'm gonna make one deal with you first of all you're gonna pay me back this money that's the first thing burn the videos from yeah. reno from reno second thing <laughs> is don't ever bring up reno here's the thing dad I realize how much money I can get, as much as I want. Yeah. You remember Kevin or Marcy? Yeah. So we have a videotape. And, <laughs> and, and then the, the second thing he said to me was, he said, I'll only loan you the money on one condition, that no matter what happens with your band, no matter what happens moving forward, you have to keep the record company going. That was his, wow. that was his right. only other... Yeah. And I was like, why? And he's all, because... A, that's what you're really good at. Like, I know you think you're a yeah. good singer. I know you think you're the front man. That's cool. Um, but what you're really good at is getting people and, you know, promoting and going out yeah. and doing that. And I see that. I know you don't want to be that guy, but that's that's what yeah. you're good at. I know you don't want to admit it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm Eddie Vedder. I'm this, I'm that. And he's yeah. like, no, that's cool. I don't know who those people are, but I think you're really good at getting shit to happen. And um, he said, um, and uh, this way, no one, and this was the thing, no one will ever control your destiny again yeah and i was like i was like that's fucking rad like it is, i yeah. never heard that before it's i was like really rad. So yeah he's right like and that was it and so i paid him back the five grand and we've been a company we're starting our 19th year so that's, what that's like our story right yeah did you borrow five out? grand from my dad i did i did <laughs> i also went to paid, reno with you dad. haven't paid him yeah, back yeah, yeah. he told you don't do stand-up anymore you've done that second yeah. rule broken yeah look pay me back the money yeah the money your dad told me to just buy crack and horse yeah, with the five grand, he goes. That's your thing. That's, that's your thing. That's thing you're good at. at. You're not yeah. funny. It's no stand up. So, so, so it, just, it just ended up that he was. So, yeah. Very so what happened when you went into Virgin? So no, we went back to Virgin. Went to to get the record back. I, the other oh, you thing had to get was, the record. Back. I had to get the record back. So they passed on it, but they were still holding on. But, to you it. know God, what? I love when they fucking yeah, do that. Yeah, they passed on it. They held on to it. But I will say this: Phil Cordero, president of Virgin Records at that time, real music head. I mean, they don't make guys like this anymore. Yeah. He 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 was the promotions guy at Island. He uh, you know he worked with every band that all of us loved from you to I mean just everybody um, really really great guy he at that point the you know of course uh, he was the president of Virgin and I went into his office and and I remember I finally got a meeting with him and I just said straight up to him I said you know Phil I'm, I'm you know 25 years old you signed my band my life's a nightmare right now just give me back my record and he's like well Joe you got to understand you know there's money we've spent money on it I can't yeah, just but give you back gonna, but that's why I said if you're not gonna put it out it's just gonna sit in the warehouse right. give me back my record and my and I, and I had a whole uh, I had a whole you know a release set up that you know all he had to do was sign it and I'll never forget he goes he, he looks at me and he goes you know what I'm crazy for doing this but you know what you're right and and I've never even done this I'm I'll probably he goes I'm probably gonna, you know I'll get this is something that could come back and haunt me and he signed it I remember I went to Virgin in my Volkswagen bug yeah and I go in there and it's in this like state-of-the-art like you know the air has to be a certain level because it's all the masters and yeah. i remember that i'll never forget this some old man's like he's like all right uh yeah all right you know what you're looking for go find it and i gave me a shopping cart <laughs> and i'm going the, down i would have come out of there was so much <laughs> shit dude it was crazy i'll never forget this at that point i hated the smashing pumpkins because they were huge and i was jealous and bitter and i saw their masters i'm like i'm gonna destroy those that's the first thing <laughs> And then as I kept going down, I saw Janet Jackson's Masters. I saw, like, wow, this is cool. And then I went over to the W's, and there it was, all of our Masters. I loaded them in the shopping cart, put them in my bug. The, 
the bug like was the tires were rubbing because all the mass these you know it's back it's you it's know that people, heavy people, yeah it's it's huge two inch tape it was all on tape it's not digital here's the file I'll you know uh -huh. send it over to you mm -hmm. went over there and I remember I get the masters and I I'm like and I came back to my apartment and my my girlfriend now wife's like holy shit, you really got him. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, so now what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, we got to make... Let's go rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the replacements didn't throw him in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Why? That's dumb. Yeah. No, this record's good. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah it was... Uh, no, it's crazy. But the, the, the thing that it all comes to a head is now the record's out and I have my little label and I'm learning like, wow, this really and is And this is hard. side one dummy. This is side, it's side one at this point. I'm like, God, this is fucking hard work, man. We're going to the stores, you know, distribution. Uh, uh, I'm going back and, and the forth. the stores, it's not like Amoeba. The stores no, are like... dude, the stores, you're just, you're begging people to bring it in and it's, you know, and it was a little bit easier in the sense that there was you, a lot of stores that would... There were a lot of stores yeah. and also you guys did have a... Yeah, we a, had a fan people base. People knew who no, you were. Here in LA, we had a fan base. But the thing so was... They, had they already produced the record? Do you have to, or do you have no, to I had a we had a manufacturer and everything. I did a I did a little P and D deal with a label out of San Diego called Cargo. They made it for oh, me. Yeah, I remember Cargo. They were cool, yeah, and and that was cool. And then what ended up happening though was I go, yeah, you know, now our record's out. It's time to go on tour. Now, mind you, the other guys in the band, you know, the guitar player uh, Soda, Dave, the bass player, and Loomis. You know, they weren't, you know, I don't want to say they weren't as DIY as me, but, you know, we'd already been on Caroline. We'd already been on 120 Minutes. We'd already been on, you know, uh, we'd made a video. We'd, you know, we'd, they'd felt a progression. So now all of a sudden we're back in this van and we're doing these shows and, and, and it's it's small. And that's it's, hard. And it, that's it's, hard. It's, it's hard that's to hard. go back, right? I mean, that, no, I don't See, know about going back because that's my whole career, but, <laughs> but I can imagine the pain. It was. <laughs> See, that's sort of like what we're doing now. We're just in a, Well, no, you know this very well. Yes, you, I do. You can speak to I this. Do. And looking yeah. back on like, looking back on it, looking yeah. back on it, I, 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 you know, I remember the only way I can describe it is that we're in this van and we're and we're and we're playing these shows with this, with these, you know, with these bands. And I remember we had a show in uh, in um, I want to say uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and it was at a, this punk house. And it's like literally, it's a Victorian house, and there's probably thirty, you know, probably twenty five kids living in there. You know, three to each room, and it's this huge house. And, it, and you pull up there, and I remember we pull up, and they walk us in, and they take us into this dining room that probably in the day was just, you know, awesome. But what it is now is they've put a stage in there. There's a PA. Oh my God. And it's amazing. And you're fuck, like, wow, but it's, it's punk as fuck. You're like, yeah. whoa. And I remember, you know, they're like, hey, um, you know, so I'm like, so, you know, where do we stay? And they're like, oh, you know, they got a room upstairs. And it's like, you know, you take a shower, water hasn't drained in the shower in like years. It's yeah, just, you know, that, that type of thing. Awful. And it's snowing outside and it's cold. And I remember is that night. A horror movie? No, no, and that <laughs> night, but check it out. That night, check it out. <laughs> that night, a bunch of dudes in, in cat masks around the house with the shotguns. <laughs> that night, a bunch of punkers show up and it's packed. And I'm like, this is awesome. And we're selling our CD and we're doing everything. And the way the night ends, though, is uh, the it was so cold that the base, you know, Loomis and, and Soda are in the van and they're they're sleeping in the van and they're turning the van on to heat it up and then turn it off because they're you know they're doing that and then me and Dave are asleep in the room that we just played because there was a fireplace and and I and I remember I didn't even notice it then but because the story at the time I knew that the band it was done we were being, I was holding the band together with you duct could tape. tell from that and night Dave said it, yeah summer. that night it was done those guys were just like dude we didn't sign up for this we're not it's this isn't you fun you did anymore. sign up for this motherfucker yeah. well you're in a fucking punk band that's exactly what you said you're, 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 you're lucky you're not you're not someone's not cutting you open and sleeping inside of you here's, here's how fucked up I am and why it's such a bummer for my wife to be married to me that oh there's so many reasons awesome oh, oh what the fuck I'm like See, I'm the I same way as you I just want to play so bad the idea of going to a place and there's a fucking house filled with people. I can't even stay. Stay. I can't even stay in a Ramada anymore yeah. without a <laughs> dude, dude, I was at the height of my career. You couldn't have me unless you flew me first class. I got to stay in a five star first hotel. Crass. With, yeah, first crash with the band. That's amazing. That's super. Like not even first class. Like crash has the punk there band. Crash has to come with them. Well, no, but there's a moment where there was a moment where you know your managers and your agents can go. Oh no no no. Well, do, let us do this. Yeah. You're flying this. Yeah. You yeah. don't get them for this. You get yeah. this much money. God. Now it's literally back to, is this a plane ticket? No, no, dude, that's a bus ticket. You can, oh, pay, okay. me, you can pay me a like, chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's like it's like I, I can go, but it's three flights, and one of them's economy, and then there's a there's a short bus ride. Like <laughs> well, the shows that the know. shows that we did together was like it was like I got a call. Joe's driving you, right? You, you were like, who's well, Joe? Who's Joe? Yeah. Man. yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, I think it's like it's a thing of like. Yeah, it's hard. It is a little bit hard to go back unless it's just something you absolutely fucking adore. The thing you is, know? though, the thing is, though, is that, have you ever read Get in the Van, Henry Rollins? 
No. Okay. I know it. I had read Get in the Van. Right. I had heard this story. No, I did read Get in the Van. Yeah. Get in the yes, Van. Like, yes, like yes, I was yeah. the guy that read, everyone else reads Get in the Van and they're like, wow, this is a nightmare. No. Why would you want to do it? The movie Another State have of Mind. You read, have you read I, Get in the Hummer by uh, <laughs> Puddle of Mud? <laughs> Get in the tour bus. <laughs> no, that, their book Get in the called, Stretch Hummer. I think they actually had a, had a little bit of trouble because I think their book was called Get in There, Bitch. <laughs> And I think there might have been there might have been a little problem with I, puddle of mud. I saw I saw the documentary Another State of Mind, which I highly recommend to everyone that's listening. If you haven't seen it, it's the it's the story of the first United States tour of social distortion. You I just created. watched it. Yeah, I just and, watched it. And the way that movie ends is they're pushing a broken down bus. And I remember being 15 with all my friends. We saw it at the Camden Street uh, Cinema in San Jose, and everyone walked out going, all the band members that we grew, all the kids that were like, wow, this is amazing. And then we walked in, they all walked out going, God, man, what a nightmare. And I'm like, I want to do that. No. I yeah, watched it the other day. They're spray painting their own fucking yeah. posters. Dying their hair in the bathroom. Yeah, I loved it. Mike Ness, it, it's fucking fantastic. Mike Ness is 17, 18 years old. Acting. And he's, he's putting fucking eye makeup on. And he goes, I like to do this. A lot of guys think this is gay. Gives a shit. I like to do this because it makes me look sympathetic. What I do is I put the black in and then I smear it so it looks like I've been crying. And girls go crazy for that shit. And then I put my, like, he's explaining yeah. why he's glamming himself out. And he's 17 years old. And yeah. it's so cool because, you know, now he's turning into such a fucking thug. You know, he's got no hair and he's a fucking, tatted. you know, tatted. But he was just like this little glam rock punker. And then he's wrapped himself in like half mummy out. Like, it's crazy good. Yeah. So I will so, say, though, about Mike Ness, only because, like, social distortion definitely like one of my all-time favorite bands yeah and uh as tough as mike looks and as tough as mike is yeah one of the sweetest guys yeah. ever and i heard crazy story this is a crazy story that i heard yeah throwing it out there uh a few years ago someone is calling him out at a show like you know like out you know out in front while he's playing and he calls a guy out wait, like wait, hey if wait, you, a guy goes to a show and wants to fight yeah, him Mike, but check this out because he gets that all the time people want to fight Mike Ness and I guess that Mike Mike, Mike Ness can throw down too why do they want to fight him because he's, he's a big guy he's like you know it's like Henry Rollins people want to be the guy that fights Henry Rollins people want yeah. to be the guy that fights what the fuck fight, is wrong with people because guys those people are just crazy but rumor this is the crazy story that I heard I heard that Mike Ness said dude if you want to fight meet me out front after the show. Mike finishes the show, they meet in the back, they go and they fight at a gas station like 50s style, like meeting on the Fullerton, blah, blah, blah. Mike was there, was there a, an orangutan there? <laughs> Clint Eastwood shows up, there's Holy peanuts shit. everywhere. And they got in a fight. There's Mike, guys on bikes and shit. Mike fought the guy and won. Well, of and, course he did. And after he fought him, and this is what I heard, he felt bad. And he said, you know what, man? You know, and the guy was like, yeah, like, I fucked up. And the guy's, and he gave the guy a ride home. He goes, you know what, let me give you a ride home. And then they blew each other. Oh, no. The story gets better it and keeps better. Getting better. Now hurts. they're living together. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I, I always think that. I think. Yeah, I so just, let me, but let me say He's this. also hardcore PETA. Totally. Do you know that? And he loves to go antiquing. So you loves never... Loves antiquing. The thing is, you just never no, know who people are. you shouldn't say. He loves to go antiquing. You shouldn't say that On a shit. Sunday. I don't fucking want to know that. He puts on... I don't want to know that. He rolls his jeans up. He puts on those velvet slippers. How will you... And then he looks at an end is table. not about how they look. <laughs> God, I mean, the one thing you, you fucking... We're talking about all this music stuff. The one thing you get excited about velvet is that slippers. a dude put fucking black on his face. Here's the thing. And, and, and glares up. My, no, here's, fucking no! Here's my... Here's my, God. this is my credo. You ready? You ready? No, I'm never going to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> never. For, the, for whatever this is. I've heard it. I dismiss it. It's wrong. Chord poster show. Cool. You learn one chord, you make the poster, you do a show. Okay, good. That's how so, you do it. So. Chord poster show. So there's a bunch. So you're, and the poster thing, though. Is you're a, a bunch of, of dudes. Fonts. You're a bunch of dudes who are in their mid-twenties. At that point, yeah. That you don't fucking say that. That's the age where you you don't yet say no. This is too much. I think that's the age where you still fucking endure. I think there's still. I think everyone just started getting burned out and everything. Yeah, yeah. And mean, at that point, we were literally sleeping I'm, on I'm, a couch that they were putting into the fireplace at the same time to keep the fire going. But is this when the California? <laughs> is this when the California? No. What ended up happening? The whole cal- the, the, none of the good stuff is even happening yet. We're pushing a couch. We're sleeping on a couch, and my bro says to me, "I'm done, dude. We can't do this anymore. I didn't sign up for this." And I and I go, "You know what? Fuck. I don't." know what to do literally the next day pre cell phones pre any kind of communication with your girlfriend back home pre communication with anyone you had to literally pull over find a payphone hey let's call our agent hey let's call our chicks I went over it's like living I, in medieval time I called, <laughs> literally I called my and you girlfriend. could get syphilis from a phone <laughs> I called my good girl, old days. I called my girlfriend 
She picks up the phone. Did, was what's there... going on? And I go, she's like, I've been trying to, you know, no one will tell me where you're at. I'm like, what's up? She's like, trying to get a hold of you the last three days. I say, why? She's like, you'll never believe what happened. She's like, on Wednesday night, uh, you know, Scott from Stone Temple Pilots took over K-Rock, huge influential station in LA. And he took over the air. The Stone Temple Pilots were huge at that point. Yeah. And they took him over for the, he took it over for the night. And he played wax like four times. Wow. And he just kept talking about the band. We were friends from back in the day. He knew what had happened to our Ugly band. Ugly Kid, uh, 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 when they were called, when uh, they were called Mighty, Mighty Joe, Joe Moon. Young. Mighty, Mighty Joe, Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. We, and I'll never forget when I met and him. And he worked at Wacko. He, he, was, he was totally cool. Yes. We, were, we shared the same studio. We yeah. did shows together. Yeah. And I'll, I remember this. When he got signed and we got signed, we got signed to Caroline. They got signed to Atlantic. I remember we were both sitting in an airport flying home for that Thanksgiving. He was flying to where he lived. I was flying up north. And I remember we were having a drink together. And he said, hey, man, congratulations. You got signed. I go, I know you guys got signed, too. This is great. And I was so excited. He goes, how do you, you, know, how do you think it's going to be? He goes, how do you think it's going to go for wax? And I go, well, you know, I hope it'll be good. You know, we're trying, we're writing, we're doing this. And I was, you know, I was just being who, you know, me, like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. And you know what happens. Uh, I say to him, how do you think it's going to go for Stone Temple Pilots? And he looks me straight in the eye. We're going to be fucking huge. <laughs> and I remember that was the last time I saw him until I hear him playing our band on oh the radio. God. We're driving across the country. All of a sudden, um, you know, we're calling our friends. We're like, dude, you're on K-Rock. You're this. Boom, boom. By the time we got to L.A., um, I, I, my girlfriend's like, Joe, you know, Jason Flom called you from Lava. You know, Jimmy Iving's trying to get in touch with you from, uh, from you know, Interscope. And I'm like, what? We were so cold. And within a matter of hours, within a matter, because that things were different then. Within a matter of days, you know, all of a sudden we were we were happening again. Oh and you know God. how they always used to always, you remember when radio mattered? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like and now, and not just yeah. radio, a radio station. One station. Yeah, this is K-Rock like, was this one. Massive. It's just like when Drew Carey went on the Tonight Show and did one set. Yes. And had a television show and had everything. Yeah. And here's the Overnight. crazy. Well, it's like those books you read. The book, uh, you know, I'm dying up here. Uh, Tom Dresden, all those guys. They would, they would, they, they'd all sit around. And if you were gonna get a, sh- a shot with Johnny Carson, it was like you would get done with your set, and then it was almost the next day. Like, oh, here we got an offer for you to do this. Yeah. You're gonna have it, and you're like, what? Nowadays, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just, there's, you know. And like here's that. the bookend story to your Scott Weiland thing. And you know, Amira was their product manager. Are my you wife. Serious? Yeah, she wow. was their product manager, and so she knew him pre and post. She knew him pre and post Lollapalooza because okay. that's when it all yeah. went bad yeah. when yeah. they got together. Yeah. He's sitting on a field at Lollapalooza. One of the other acts, I won't say who it is because they told me the story and they may not want me to retell it. <clears throat> one of the other acts, one of the guitar players from one of the other bands sits down with Scott and says, holy shit, dude, you guys are number one. That's fucking amazing, dude. Congratulations. And Scott turned to him and goes, everybody hates us. Yeah. yeah. He and he goes, yeah. To, he, goes, he goes, this guy's on the top of the world yeah. in career-wise. Yeah. And he can't see past the fact that all of his peers, because if you remember there, well, that first that first song, that first single, sounded exactly like Pearl Jam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was the worst single to put out. But what was amazing about that band? I never liked them. I never gave them a shot until years later. I was like, oh, they're fucking good. Yeah. And now when you and 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 now when you hear those songs, you know, you're like, these are well-written songs. And they've sort of outlived it. And they had their own moments. They were finding their way. Interstate love songs. That's their own jam. Yeah. That doesn't sound like anybody. Yeah. 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 Flush sounded a little bit like Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. They had their moments. They're also incredible chameleons. Yeah. They would go on the road with a band like Red Cross, and then they record a sound that's they they recorded the best Red Cross song ever. Like they. That was one thing that Scott did with his vocals. He was able to take on a Bowie-esque. He was able to take on a like he had that thing with his voice. He could he could go in any direction he really wanted. But you're absolutely right, and I think that's ultimately. What fucked him up because the thing I love about the story of us at the airport and and some people might take that as like well man how cocky can you be and I never took it as that way I was like God I wish I was that sure about something right like, I com- really believe you need to be that, that sh- there's comedians I've known that have had that and yeah and they are big yeah there, there's something about the, the the thing I've never had in in stand up which other guys have like I'll take Zach as an example because Zach and I were were just even in New York we were two guys who were there Galifianakis oh no Grinky. I just want to make sure that, uh, they, that, the listeners, that you're not talking about. I'm Zach, talking about the baseball Zach, player. No, you're talking about Zach Wilde, who you've been competitive with forever. Oh, fuck that he guy. He plays guitar. And it, seriously, it's, not, it's Zach, not anything. I thought it was do. Zach from uh, you know Killing in the Name of Rage Against. Oh yeah, yeah, Zach Zach De La Rocha. Yeah. I mean, hey, you guys actually, have always played when, when I say <laughs> when I say Zach, I mean all Zachs. All Zach. Zach. Zach Ray from Seventh Grade, yes. Good Shepherd, Santa. All of them. That's what I'm talking. I could have told you that if we had Sib on here, we would not be taking a break. Yeah, I didn't know that. So tell the story. So. We're on the same level, but he had that thing I didn't have, which is just pure confidence. Like, this is all going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just self-doubt. 
and 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 I really self-confidence believe that has a lot. And but because because th- there's dudes now who I see go on stage and their act isn't that good, but they're just exuding this confidence that makes the audience go with it. And then sometimes after a while, that person actually does become legitimate. Because what I w- what I was thinking about is. Mm-hmm. When I used to, when I first started doing the Bring the Rock shows, I used to talk a lot about Oasis because they were massive at that point, and they got a lot of shit for saying, you know, we're going to be bigger than the, the Beatles. Beatles. And I was like, I was like, if when you start your band, you don't think you want to be bigger than yeah. the Beatles, I don't want to fucking hear you. Like, you better start trying to be better than you the know, Beatles. You know, I did. I, a, you know, like it's just I absolutely. Did a, that's the goal. Absolutely. And in a way, they were derivative, but at the end of the day, that that's a band that's had some great songs. I did a, a uh, I did a the BBC's doing a stand up documentary, and they came to my house and interviewed me, and they were like, at one point they were like, so what do you, what do you think you're capable of? And I go, what do you mean? They go, what do you, what do you think you can do? I go, if I really applied myself, I could be the, one of the best stand ups in the world. And they were like, really? And I was like. Yeah, we all think that, or else you can't do it. You don't go in and go, man, I hope I'm fucking kind of good. <laughs> like, you go I mean, in look, thinking, you know, I'm gonna, I want to be one of the fucking best guys, and if I really try it, I bet I could be. You, I will always think that. If I really fucking had the sure. ability to sit down like and do last, it and try it and do uh, it, I could do that. That last article that um, I remember when uh, Gerardo passed away, I was in Boston and, you know, I got, you know, doing a show, and someone comes in. We were doing a show, and the kid Dave Haas from the Loved Ones comes in. He's like, "Dude, you just hear, you know, Greg Gerardo died." I'm like, "What?" I was such a fan. You were doing music, or you were doing stand up. No, I was doing stand up. Yeah. And by the now, way, if you don't know this, by the way, Joe, Joe, Joe also does stand up, and yes. he's very good. And he just started what? It's about three years. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, three years. Because and, uh, there's because there's not enough pressure in his life running a record company. Right. I mean, stand like, up. Look, if, if everything's going well, definitely do the thing that'll make you not feel great. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What other slippery slope could I be in the record industry? Yeah. I got an idea. Yeah, why I you know. Try, why don't you try and make clothes? No, you know, or no, not even that. Like, 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 you know, you get in the music. But, you know, hey, I'm going to be in a band. Okay, now I'm going to start a record company. And like, and, okay, now I want to do stand up. Like, why couldn't it be like I want to be a plumber? Because that would be some like if so I would have learned that or electrician. Yeah. So easy. Right. I should have done that. Like I, I said, they, they, they fucking learn how to cut hair. Exactly. Heads aren't going away. No, what? no, they are. Was that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all a new thing happening. <laughs> but the thing is, when I read the Greg Gerardo thing, he's this last article. Uh, I literally just read, and, it, and someone had given it to me, and and it and it said what you were talking about. He said. I get, I can do, I can, I get these offers to write TV shows, anything I want to, if I want to throw a pilot out, everyone will listen to it. If I want to do this, if I want to do that. But what I really want to do is I just want to just stand up and hang out with people after the show. Like, you know, like, yeah, he did. He goes, I don't, you know, I, sh- I should apply myself, I, but I'm not, you but know? he, but he did. He, I mean, but, it, but in his eyes, in this article yeah, that I read, I could see that. he was saying, I, you know, I could be doing it. Like, I know you he could be doing a lot better. He was like, I could be no, doing a lot better. And Ger- you know. Geraldo, by the time he died, could have been, could have been like at the level Louis is or, or Burr is, but instead he was just a, a really capable stand-up. Yeah. But you could see if you go back and listen to his albums. Because after he died, I went and listened to him back to back, and I was like, oh, he was he was getting to that place. He wasn't there yet, but he was getting to that place. You could see it all sort of midlife coming vices, together. And then, uh, and then, you know, why not uh, just do some uh, drugs in the hotel in New Jersey? And, uh, fucking at the stress, stress factory. factory. I mean, come oh on. That's not a place to but die. But that's, <laughs> that's probably a place he did really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was his. That was definitely. It's not a bad club. It's not bad. It's just old. Uh, it's been there for a long time. So, I mean, it's crazy that you. You know, there's not a lot of dudes that don't. Like I, at the, I'm probably just a puddle at that point. Like I don't. So you guys, so you guys come back and you've sort of fucking, you've hit. Do you sign with another label and take off? Well, again? we ended up, we ended up doing. You know, the thing that got us, the thing that we ended up doing was, after, the, at that point, we re-signed to Interscope, and yeah. we did it. We the record that I got for free from Virgin, we Interscope ended up buying from me. Yeah, which oh, Phil yeah. Corderero, all, I remember he came. That's and the he, Virgin and, guy. And he, the Virgin guy, and he said he came to one of our shows, and we were hanging out, and you know, at this point we're. It's happening, and he says, "You know, it was a really uncomfortable uh, week about you know six weeks ago." I go, "Why?" And he goes, "Well, when you guys got added to K Rock, our radio programmer came in and said we've got one on K Rock." <laughs> and uh, Phil had to say, uh, "Not necessarily." <laughs> yeah, he thought that it happened. So, but that's interesting. Do you think that would have happened if you were still on Virgin? No. We yeah, none of that would have happened. No, because they were, you know, just you know, when you lose your momentum at a label. And it sounds like the other thing is, is like if you if the label passes on you and. The other bands know about it. But Scott may not do that. Scott yeah. may not. No, you know, he's it's like, just well, like fuck comic. it. These it's guys. just like comics. Yeah. It's like if, if someone, you know, if, if you know, t- 
Tosh says, I'm bringing out Kyle Kinane for, you know, and everyone's like, who's this guy? And, yeah. Or, you know, Kyle Kinane, Patton, you know, the, you know him telling yep. you, you know, totally. Kyle tells that story. Like, dude, Patton started talking about me and then, you know, the next, yeah. you know, things started happening. I mean, there was a lot happening for Kyle, but it was, you know, the next thing. It's just, I think it's the same thing as when an other artist is talking about something he's into. It's like, you know, when you're in a band and, you know, I remember when I was in a band, we loved Rocket from the Crip and our we would go to radio stations and they'd say, hey, we want to play the new Wax single. And I'd say, no way, we're going to play Rocket from the Crypt Circa now. And our radio person hated me for it. I'm like, I don't want to play my I, band. I, I, want, to, I, I, want, to, I want to play Rocket from the Crypt. You know, yeah, yeah, but, you know I'm right? sure there's comics that you guys, if you talk about fans of this show, are going to be like, I'm going to go check them out. You know, it's like, not fans of this show. Um, <laughs> this is a this is sort of a comedy killer. Like, I think Chris Fairbanks actually quit comedy after yep, his he's done. Yeah. We haven't seen him since. Yeah, it's supposed to be on a show tonight. He won't be. Jonah Ray told me the other day, I don't know what he was talking to me about. He said to me, I'm going to quit comedy. I'm quitting. And I he go, always says and, that. And I said, if you quit, can I have your jokes? I asked for the yeah, joke yeah, book. And he said, I don't know if I'm quitting yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Jonah always, Jonah is one of those guys who, he said that on Dana's show, Dana's podcast too. There's a, there's, there's a bunch of comics that are always like, I shouldn't fucking do this anymore. My, my shit's just not. And you know, I'll, it's I, hard. I will have, I will I have those emotions. You have to take a break. That's I will have, have those emotions between shows on a Saturday. But Jonah yeah. puts himself in the line of fire by hosting a really popular show where, where people, where fucking Louie drops by. Like every week he yeah, has to watch hard. everyone in comedy yeah. and realize there's a lot, like, it's hard to take yourself out of context and realize it doesn't matter that that guy's hilarious. You're not like them. Dude, that's you the You do thing something I, completely and, different. And, and it's not it's like that in music. Like the, it's, it's so true you brought that up because in music, and that was the one thing I had to get get a, a, over when I started doing stand-up was, you know, you're, you're, you're at a show and, and it, whether it's the Laugh Factory and Chris D'Elia just went up and then Dane and you're like, okay, you have to go. And I was like, what? Like, fuck, why are you fucking me like this? And then I realized, okay, not at those guys' level, but the comedian that has to go on after that has a different voice, a different attitude, a different direction, and the audience will give you that few seconds to adjust, whereas if you have to go on after Metallica, you are fucked. If you have to go on after yeah. the Ramon, you know, the, the Clash, right. no one cares, because music and, 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 and people's uh, in people's brains, there's memories and thoughts and connections to that. Whereas I think with with stand up, um, and you guys know that you have to go on sometimes after a huge, con you know, you go on after well, Louis the but, other day at Meltdown, and you have a great set. Right. But the other thing is Louis's only doing ten minutes. If I had to go up after an hour of Louis, that would fucking be terrible. You know what I mean? Like, if you have to follow Metallica, you're following a set. You know, if Metallica yeah. does four songs, but Metallica like, doesn't because, pop because, in at Meltdown. So, but sometimes when you is go Metallica to those, playing Meltdown. When's that happening? <laughs> They're popping in for ten. I'd love to see him do a pop in. <laughs> I would love to you see know him pop in the, 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 the hives. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. they just popped Did in. Let's ten. start telling people that <clears throat> that the hives popped in. <laughs> no, the, the hives popped in. Louis went up and then melt, and then Metallica closed. It Metallica was closed. Metallica could not follow Louis. Metallica, that's <laughs> that how hot weird. Louis is right now. Yeah. Well, not even the same genre of anything. So Metallica actually, asked to switch with Louis. Can we so not we have, have to follow Louis? Yeah. We never got to the thing. That's what they should have made Lulu with about Portland. Ah, uh, Portland. So that was a show where that was Bridgetown Fest. Yeah, where Bridgetown you and I, Fest. Where Fairbanks, you. But I, me. I, I was, I was like sitting there going, "Hey, I'm not on any good fucking shows. Had I known this, I probably would not have come up." Like I, every show I was on, there was a great show happening right next door, and I was oh like, well, "This is fucking the show my. that you were on." I, I ran down to see you at the Hawthorne Theater. Oh yeah, it was like Dana and like a bunch of people, and I remember it was just packed and a. Uh, I remember uh, it was one, like that thing where you see your bro, like you're trying to get you're like trying to get in to see your bro and you're so far away and you're just on stage and it's rad. People are digging it. So that was a fun show. Yeah. So I got myself on another show and I was like, cool, it's in the big fucking the Baghdad theater. The, theater. The Baghdad. I was yeah. like, great, it's in the Baghdad. And then I get down there and the Baghdad holds like five or six hundred or something. It's a big yeah, theater. It's huge. It's, there's a balcony. Yeah. And and what the first four rows are. And oh, that's God. it. Like it's just no an empty there. place. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is not at all. This is actually worse than had I done had I not done a set. This and, is the kind of set that can really bum you out. And an hour. And I remember uh, being so excited because uh, I'd gone up to Portland to do a bunch of shows, and uh, and I'd always seen the Baghdad Theater. And, I, and then that night, yeah. they, Dana did a show there, and it was you know Dana and Matt Bronner, all those guys. And of course, it's just like. You can't fit another person in there, so you're like, "Whoa, yeah." I wonder what it'll be like when we're here. And then there was, I yeah, think, not great. Yeah, the that, the bartender in the back. <laughs> you know, you're like, you "Wow." Can, you hear? But that. I'm like Greg at that point. I'm like, I'm just so stoked to be in a theater. Like, so you, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you did yeah. a set, and it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just a. It was like a set, and then but then what the fuck happened? Oh, that, you know what? Uh, that was when I learned. Uh, that was when I learned that you can do a set, and there can be people that really don't like you, and, and just really. <laughs> 
really want to let you know. And it was the best thing ever because, um, you know, I got done with the set and this is the thing that was, so I got done with the set and, and at the time, you know, when you finish the set and you're like, you, you know, you in your mind, you can judge yourself like, yeah, that was cool. wasn't my favorite, but I didn't bomb the set that I did. The set that I did three hours earlier, that was a bomb. That was like, I got on stage, everyone there I, it, like was like, we, we, we have nothing in common with you. We will not even go on the voyage. We don't want to pack yeah. our bags. We, you are what are separating us from who we really want to see. And, that was what, <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm used to that position. I'm like, okay, I get it. I don't like, I, I know, I, I look lame. I am lame. This jean jacket, why am I wearing, why do I wear Vans still? I'm a grown man. Okay, I was trying to like make myself like, you know, yeah, yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. We all I have fucking converse. studded yeah. Converse on. So, I mean, who's clinging the <laughs> so hardest? That was the show. Who's clinging the hardest? Yeah, that, was, fingernails. that was the show where I was like, man, I really tanked. And I remember I was feeling bad about it. And I, 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 so then I'm walking up to catch Greg and then I go, okay, it'll be better at the Baghdad. And I run into some friends and we're having some drinks. I'm like, cool. So then I do the Baghdad set and it's, and it's not like the first show. So then fast forward to like four weeks later, the publicist at side one, uh, Jamie, who's amazing, you know, she's sending, you know, she's like, you know, she's always doing our press and she's like sending me this and sending me this. And she always puts a little tag like, yeah, oh God, you must've done well, whatever. And then all of a sudden this one review from the Portland show comes in and there's nothing on it. Like it's just the link. And I'm like, oh, whatever. So I click on it and it says like, it was this, it was great title. It was like, it was the whole catchphrase was, did I just see, you know, did I just see Greg Barrett destroy the Hawthorne theater? Yes. Did I just see Danigal destroy, come out doing characters and telling stories that like, did I just see, did I just see, did I just see last one? Did I just see Joseph bomb at the Baghdad theater on a stage <laughs> that is way too big for this green comic? Jesus. He was even given the light from one of his uh, roadie gremlins or something, like, like making fun oh, of the they, Did you have those? No, well, like oh some, some sort of like, it was we like- We never even got roadie gremlins. It was, like, it was like, he was even given the light and continued to, you know, like not entertain this, this, you know, this audience uh, that was, un you know, just like the, like, so just like, you know, you fucking suck, which I was like, wow, man. Like, you know, and I, and I'm, I've always, you know, when you're in a band and people hate on you, you can like blame, like, fuck, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah, drummer yeah. was fucking hating it that night. Yeah. That's not my scene. Cause it's pretty rare that they out like one, one dude guy, in the band. Yeah. Except when I was in Wax, I got outed a lot. Like yeah. the singer looks like a cheerleader. The singer's too, you know, too, too happy. Like, I remember it said Wax, one of the funnest bands ever. And I thought it said funniest. You know, I was like, hey, what's this mean? You know, so like I've been used to that. But then it was funny because then I called Greg and I go, dude, I go, fuck, man. And he goes, what? And I go, dude, I just got this review. And I, fuck it. And I read it to him. And, and I remember you were like, you know, standardly doing 30 things at the same time. And I go, God, dude, I'm so bummed. Like, fuck, this sucks, man. I, it's, I don't know. I, what do I, you know, I was like, fucking, what do I do vibe, you know? And, uh, and Greg's like, He's like, really, man? Fuck, man. He's like, did you read the review about Kyle Kinane at South by Southwest? I go, I go, I go no. What, what about it? He goes, no one did. No one read it either. No one yeah, cares, that's dude. That's the thing. Nobody and I go, I go was he even shit. at South by Southwest? He goes, fuck, I don't know. Like, you basically really, saying. Nobody gives a shit He goes, no one cares. It doesn't. Remember, I was like, it's wow, Seriously, okay. it's like a blog post. Nobody gives a fuck. But you know how it is, though? And like, the yes, thing, it, it, it just, you, you it never want to read something shitty about yourself. But it, it, this is such a, I was just saying, I was saying the other day, like, people aren't looking at the, up the flip side of what's happening in the world. So. When the internet sort of fucking came into like fruition like three or four years ago, we all decided this is a nation of haters. Mean, 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 yeah. YouTube, mean, 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 yeah. mean, mean. And you start to think to yourself, fuck, it's just people hating on things. Yeah. Those are just the people on the internet. Yeah. This never been a better time to do anything now. People will accept you if you're a 50 year old or a totally. nine year old. Totally. People are more open to things than they've ever been. This generation voted in a black president. What? They're up for gay wait, marriage. Wait, what? <laughs> it's all like I was like I was like you know, it, old people like people. I was just at the Outside Lands. People go watch fucking Paul McCartney, and then they go watch a punk band, and then they go see comedy. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. All they want to be is entertained. But this generation doesn't care how old you are, and there's a lot of people that love you, and they're not on the internet. Yeah. And just be that's what the record companies don't know. That's what a lot of people don't know. That's just why. Just because the Huffington Post crowd 
isn't your fan base doesn't mean you don't have a fan the base. The thing that I learned, though, right? The only way that, those are just yeah. heat seekers. No, the thing that the thing that I learned about it, and and and, it, and I'm not against the Huffington no, Post, but you no, know what I'm saying. But the I thing that, the thing that you're bringing up is this: what, that when you when we used to go out and do comedy, when you when when anyone was doing anything, you were on TV, you you 20 million people saw you, and the next day, the only people that dug you came up and said, "Hey, man, saw you in the Tonight Show. Hey, saw you in Letterman. You were great." The dudes that didn't like you, the people that didn't like you, they talked about it quietly at the fucking water yeah, cooler. Now, now they now, know they've got. Power. Now they now they know they have a power. I talked to um, Brett Weinbach about it, you know, once, and um, and uh, and a video got posted, uh, and and someone said like about about comedy was they, they said they said, hey man, if uh, quit your day job unless this is your day job, and I was like okay, and then it said the best quote was this. This was a video of mine, and it said hater on there. It said it said go back to your job at Foot Locker, and I was like. Wow, when did Foot Locker become lame? Like I'm so out of touch. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. Like I had asked my daughter. Like she's 12. I'm like, hey, is Foot Locker lame now? Like, I thought it was cool. You know? And she was just like, I don't know. It's cool. Like we, you know, the referee guys. I feel safe in there. You know? Like, yeah. Shit. But, but the thing, really I'm just going on with Foot Locker. Yeah. The thing though, my point. Got my, on my, sale. point my point being is though, is that um, the only way that the only because I have to like see things to get over it. And I realize going into stand up, I've totally set myself up for. People aren't, you know, people are gonna like you, people are gonna not it, like you. Comedy is subjective. But, but the other thing is, is this. What I've realized is this. When I'm driving in my car, right, today, when I leave here, and you're driving down Reseda, you're driving on, you know, fucking Ventura, and you see a dude on the, across the street, right, and he's sitting there in a 7-Eleven getting a pack of smokes and getting in his truck, and I envision, I'm all, that guy hates me. Man, that guy hates me. Like, that's the guy that wrote that quote about me. Fuck, and I go, do I care? Fuck him. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is. Do. But that's yeah. only, but the thing that's so gnarly is when, you're in your chones at the computer and that quote comes up, you're so vulnerable. You're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just it, like, it, it, a lot of it depends on how you're feeling in the moment. Like yeah. there was there was a thing with a guy who said something about me on, on, on TOEFOP recently and it was just at a time where I was like, fuck, really? I don't want to yeah. deal with that right now. So, but because it's always there. If you go on, if you want to find something shitty oh. written about yourself, you can always find it online. You can go to your videos, you can but go to wherever. But here's the thing, it's like, it's like exactly. I, I like, I can go I, into my wife's bedroom. I saw a bad review <laughs> of, I saw a bad review of Amir's My Book, which is out right now, it's just a fucking date, I, get a copy. Again, it wasn't bad, I just wrote it as <laughs> but here's a the constructive thing. Here's criticism. The thing. Years ago, years ago, I would have fucking, years ago, I would have sat with it for like a couple of days. I literally just like, forgot about it. Like I, had, I forgot about it, and then I found out like, the book's selling, and I'm like, okay. like. There's always going to be that person. And there's comics, it doesn't, man. But, that, but, but the, I'm a fan. Like, here's the thing. I love things. I never write shit. Yeah, jello. When you yeah. like something, you don't fucking, unless you, unless you meet the person. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't sit, I don't go back to iTunes and go, congratulations, Queens of the Stone Age, you've done it again. Yeah. I just quietly love them. And I show them by loving them, by showing up at their shows and buying their shit. That's all I have to do. All right, we're bringing it in. Bring it in. Um, so, uh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, um, I had a blast. Yeah, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me, uh, you can go jo uh, Twitter, Josib2222, Josib22. SIB. SIB, yeah, a lot of people go like SIBB, it's Joe, SIB22. Um, and, um, and then, uh, I don't know, Your come podcast? out and see me do, I have a podcast at Complete control radio, you have to hear it, it's if, great, if, stand up's great. If you go to Josib.com, um, you can catch the podcast. It's not um, as frequent as I wish. Right now we have a, um, a tribute to Tony Sly, uh, singer, songwriter, guitar player for No Use for a Name. Um, also a lot of uh, Greg Barron's podcasts up there. With, you know, all the guests I've had on the show, you can yep. go do that. And then um, and then the dates of when I'm doing the jokes on the microphone, you can check that out. My next big show is going to be October 4th at the Meltdown in LA. Oh, nice. Um, so I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm doing LA Podfest October 4th through 6th. We're going to be there on Sunday night. Yep. I'll be in Portland that weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, if you're not going down. And I'll be Sunday uh, morning. I'll be doing the dollop. Uh, and uh, you can, you know, get tickets. Uh, we just um, brought on uh, the Night Vale podcast, which is the number one podcast. Uh, they have a crazy fan base, so um, hopefully that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Astoy merchandise. Astoy merchandise. We've uh, no one's buying my newest. Uh, yeah, they Shane are. Jay you're fucking. Sure. You're out of your mind. We just There's put a few or four of them. People should buy them. There's plenty. God, it literally... Go, go and buy Oh, my some. God. It's like, like you, you know what? Is. He comes over, he sees the box, and he fucking starts whining. Shit is selling. You guys are buying plenty of it. 
that we put five of them in boxes. You're a, Whatever. It's fine. So uh, keep coming <clears throat> over to the store. Um, and uh, shout out to Rainy Monarchs. Oh, the Rainy Monarchs. So that is singles out this Tuesday. Yep. It's out uh, this Tuesday, and then uh, the record comes out uh, 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 September 24th. And I have to say, because um, like as much you know, you guys are authorities on comedy. You can say that, right? Yeah. You guys Bruno. are. You're, you're, how long? How long? Combined years in comedy between the two of you. Like Ooh, 160. Like yeah. 50. Okay. So in, the, in my in my music background, I would say I would say in the business, you know, 25 years, right? Yeah. Okay. I can tell you that your record does not suck, and I and I I was nervous. I was <laughs> no, I was. Yeah, 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 uh, uh, what I would have expected if it wasn't good, and then the record from start to finish, killer. I Thank went, you, I, bro. I mean, I, w- I was stoked. It's like it, it reminds me like spaghetti western surf ska, uh, uh, just like it, it, it. That's the whole anthem. It's an anthem record. It's and I love the horns. Do you bring the horns on the road? That's the first question I have. Yeah, we bring some of the horns. That's a lot of horns. But we there's people some. that are listening to the podcast if they want to play horns. Start learning now. So when you roll, yeah, just town. come on, roll into town, and we will pay you. We're not, uh, We're you not know, we'll, we'll pay you. Stupid. Don't in in, uh, in in the leftover shame chamber pay, shirt, we got plenty of shame chamber shirts. We got to do something with them. The best idea for shame chamber too is just to give it to you if you play the trumpet. That's about the best. That oh, I got one did. last thing. Email me right now at josib twenty yeah. two at gmail and give me your address, and I will send you a free true stories and bad ideas. It's like my first comedy record. It's just all the stupid things I've done. And there you go. Five stories for great. free. Yep. All right. Glitter done. Thank you for having me.